All right. So where you so want to start Graham, today? Uh, I think that the name Corner Club okay. is kind of cool. Yeah. And then I can go in to the Facebook group mm -hmm. and change that. From the heel toe corner yeah. to the heel toes corner club. Yeah, yeah. And then it'll maybe draw a connection between yeah. what we're trying to achieve here. There's continuity. Yeah. yeah. Like I think there's a community angle that we want to dip into, mm -hmm. but also this should be pretty free form. You know, like a personified version of what might happen on Facebook. Yeah, like a forum, like a, a chat on a forum with control. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with the ability to uh, control it. A little right. Bit. So yeah. here we're. We're tentatively episode two of Heel Toes Corner Club. Yes. Should we should we give an intro? Just like a hello and welcome, like that yeah. kind of thing. All right. Yeah. Hel here we are. Hello and welcome to Heel Toes Corner Club. We are broadcasting on YouTube and uh, soon to be on podcast. And it's uh, Marcus DiSabella from Heel Toe Automotive, Graham Dale from Minute Rice Channel. And uh, we're just having some car conversations, you know, or... Automotive industry, I should say, aftermarket industry, just automotive lifestyle, the auto scene. I hate the term, the scene. scene yeah. But it really is kind of a scene. It's a bit of a scene. It's a social scene, social circle. You can you can frame that more pleasantly, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, the funny thing about it is, it's all about cars, and the cars bring people together. Yes. And uh, you know, you get all these people with such a wide array of background experience yeah. knowledge upbringing and you know regionality like there's so many different flavors people bring to the automotive yeah. community pot um but when we go out in the world all we've got is like the car yeah you know so somehow the car is supposed to express all of this stuff but really when then you go to a car show car meets or something like that mm -hmm. The people is really where you start to have fun. Yeah. And I mean, overwhelmingly, in the years that I spent covering um, events, it's like that's the real reason why people get so enthused about modifying their cars. Is like some of it, of course, comes down to <clears throat> your own personal driving experience, but community was the thing that kept people showing up at these events. And really, it's like we've all had this experience. We have loved ones or family members who we try and explain why we're excited about buying this part or whatever, or why we think this would be a better decision yeah. than that. And they just totally glaze over and they're just like, that's great. Yeah. I'm so happy for I'm you. I'm happy that you're happy. Yeah. Like I cannot understand <clears throat> yeah. this thing with the car parts. Exactly. It's such a waste of money. It's like, <laughs> li listen to my poetry I wrote in Pig Latin. It's like, great, man. Yeah. I'm happy I'm that you did that. Some people are into cars <clears throat> and some people aren't. Yeah. But you know what? As a general like Americans, right? Mm -hmm. There's love for the car. Definitely. On some yeah. level with most people. Yeah. Nobody, I don't think very few people really hate a yeah, cars. Yeah, hate cars. Well, in Portland, you could find more than a few. I'm sure you could find a lot yeah. of them in, in many cities you, like that. Portland, for but, sure. But in communities, every time that you go to a meet or you go to like a show or something like that, you meet people that actually give a damn about what suspension you put on your car yeah. or why you made this choice or you bought this thing or you, you painted it this way or whatever. Right. Right. Um, so it's very welcoming. It's a good feeling. Yeah. Well, so that's what I think I try to do is nurture that um, thing that people have towards their car because we understand that it's not just buying parts for a car. There's an emotional reaction yeah. that happens when the car part is purchased, mm -hmm. when, it when it's received, open it up, check it out, 
the the euphoria of all the likes and comments that you get in social media when you post up a picture yeah um and then you go and put it on your car presumably that goes well but that's um you know, not always the case. Yeah, well, and, and even then, if it doesn't go well, that's where you turn to your community again. Yeah, I don't know how many support. times. Yeah, I don't know how many times I have gone. Well, I mean, back in the day when I was on Eighth Civic, I had an FA5, and it was just like, "What the fuck is happening? Why is it doing this? Why yeah. isn't it doing that? Yeah. How do I take this out or put this in or, or whatever?" And yeah, the community was always where you turn to. But you get this thing in the community too, where you you don't exactly know who everybody is. <laughs> yeah. So you could be getting great advice from somebody who's totally ignorant. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> but you know, you know. So then it ends up not being really great advice, or or or, you know, what I found at least in the earlier days of, of online communities, mm -hmm. most of the people that were involved, yeah, they were car people, but more than that, they were tech people. Yeah. Because most people weren't really on the internet like mm -hmm. that in the late '90s, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Most of the people were people who were youthful, tech savvy. IT people, mm -hmm. a lot of folks. So then they have their own preconceptions about how automotive logic and things work yeah. that actually, if you have a background in cars, you could see where the flawed thinking is in, in, the, in the common, you know, common sense doesn't apply. And really smart people could get things very wrong. Yeah, well, and so. everyone has their specialty too, uh -huh. where it's like, I, I had the fortune of meeting and making friends with uh, Vit Viper, the famed Honda tuner, and uh, I met him through an online forum. And as when it comes to tuning, like he was, you know, a maverick. He knew mm -hmm. exactly what he was doing, and he came from an IT background very much. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, if I asked him about suspension geometry and stuff, I'm sure he could weigh in on it. But he didn't have the same he kind didn't of have the same sway. Kind of yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. He didn't have the same pool of knowledge. Hmm. Um, in his background, hmm. which is why you're sort of an interesting character, Marcus, because you have a really pretty broad uh, sense of mm. knowledge. Because, mm -hmm. like, I, I couldn't. Think, quite... I think that that comes from the training at the Honda dealership. Yeah, no doubt. Because uh, you know, a lot of different cars, car brands. If you work at the dealer, they would have different people that different jobs would go to. Mm -hmm. But with Honda, everybody does everything oh. except for body work, right? Yeah. But the same technician might do a timing belt job or an engine overhaul, or an alignment, mm -hmm. or brakes, you know, or dig around trying to fix an electrical thing on the inside with the radio. You know, there wasn't a, a line drawn around the type of jobs that people would do, you know. More experienced, better technicians would get better paying jobs. Yeah. But not necessarily all within one focus of the automotive. So being from a dealership in terms of apprenticeship training mm -hmm. which i don't have a ton but i did have some and it was really kind of broad mm -hmm. so uh that plus the schooling that i've had yeah gives me uh, an ability to make up an answer for just about yeah, yeah. anything well you know well and you've no doubt had a lot of experience uh, just in in the car scene and you know mm -hmm. modifying cars yeah it's and been a while bumping into things on your own right having gone through a number of different cars and mm -hmm. projects and things which I guess brings us to the topic yes. that we aimed to talk about today, yeah. which is uh, a question that you kind of casually tossed out last week. Yeah, which but I, I do frequently. I'm always kind of like, I'm sure that Marcus has gone down this road before me, so I'm always happy to hear his input on things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you're, you're referring to the paint question. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, a little bit of background. I have um, a... 
<laughs> at this point, quite badly neglected uh, 2013 Lancer Evolution 10 uh, that I've, I've put a lot of parts into and it, uh, it still needs some elbow grease there, but the paint has begun to degrade to the point where I'm just starting to look at it and go, I don't think this is a cut and buff. What you know? color like, is it? It's like a kind of glitter black. Um, metallic mm. black uh -huh. and uh, you know some of the body panels aren't so bad but I'm seeing little tiny bubbles forming in certain spots mm, yeah some clear coats going in other spots. sort of failing does it live outside no it mostly lives in the garage but the prior mm. owner I, I bought it with like 70 80,000 miles and the prior owner just wrote it hard and put it away uh -huh. you know, it was it was not in good shape when I got it and I kind of foolishly believed that I could just rejuvenate it but at the time I, I just didn't have the Kind of like what's really. going on with your Fiesta it's, right now. Yeah. That I feel like I I've like that we follow on. like we have like a, a pattern. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think every car guy <laughs> ends up in that loop where they're like, no, no, it'll just be like a couple things, and then it'll be perfect. And <laughs> my then, best car is the bone stock F one hundred and fifty. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I recently bought a truck because I was just like, I need something that I just can't molest the same yeah. way. Because if I can screw with it, I will screw with it. It's like that itch, you know, like that mosquito bite. Yeah. You can't help but just sit there and pick at it. It's like, kind of like, uh, for me, it's the NSX right now. Yeah. I just really don't plan on doing anything to it. But mm -hmm. uh, well, anyway. You, you were considering paint on the NSX. Yeah, so. I was, but uh, I drive it too much, so I don't yeah. want it to be too nice. That's Until true. I go put it away. When yeah. parts get too hard to find to replace, then I'll... <laughs> then I'll front then it's it a up. showroom car, yeah. But you want to refinish this Evo 10. I'm curious about it, yeah. Uh -huh. I'm just like, what What are the methods? What is the ballpark, you know? like Right. And well, it's been hard to find straight information about that. Yeah, that's because there really isn't any. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, body repair. Yeah. I like to say, like, body repair and alignments are two things where everybody does different grades of acceptable and below mm -hmm. like it's really hard to find top right mm -hmm. and uh, I am not a super anal person when it comes to attention to detail and everything that I do mm -hmm. but I can see the flaws I just yeah. I accept flaws yeah you're not right? blind you just go okay I know what's yeah. going on here well <clears throat> unfortunately body work is one of those things where I have a hard time yeah. Right? Because I can see the flaws and I just don't understand why they're there. Well, so the first thing that comes to my mind is, well, that's there's no body repair that you're talking about. No panel replacement. No, I don't think... I mean, I... Pull and dents is different. Yeah, it's, there's like a couple little divots here yeah. and there. And I had considered, of course, because, you know, if you're if you're going to invest the money in paint... Any kind of body work that you're going to put on, carbon fiber or fiberglass or uh -huh. whatever, like I know that's the time to do it prior to paint. So, you know, I'd considered things like that, but I don't think I want to go super crazy on it. Yeah, it's probably better just to I keep just, it normal. Yeah, I'm thinking keep it normal and then just put like a carbon fiber lip kit on it or something. That's cool. Like a rear diffuser, under body diffuser. So, something. paint. The yeah. first thing that comes to mind is a body shop. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably the last place that wants to do it. Yeah, well, and I discovered that. I called a couple of body shops, and they were like, we don't do that. Yeah. And I was like, what the f*** do you mean you don't do that? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? You yeah. don't paint cars, said, and that's said, all you do? Yeah, it's the only have <laughs> two words in your f***ing name, and it's body and paint. And I would have assumed that half of that was true. Yeah. You know, at least. Nope. Yeah, no, they just... No, uh, they, they, don't. they and, don't. And the reason why is yeah. because 
they're there to fix cars that have been wrecked. Yeah. They're there to fix cars and really, they're really not there to work for me and you. They're there to work for insurance companies. Yeah. Which the unfortunate reality is because so many of these accidents happen, they're high dollar jobs, you know, thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. Even for a minor job, it could be two, three thousand dollars. Somebody's insurance is going to pay for that, right? And the insurance is beholden to their customers, right? So the insurance puts pressure on the body shops to get the throughput and, um, you know, meet a cost. But really, they, they need them to meet the throughput. They don't want to send them jobs and have the body shop say, oh, we're too busy right now. Mm-hmm. That won't fly. So they can't have their shop clogged up with, you know. Bizarre custom jobs. With a custom job. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, the custom jobs take more time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're non-standard jobs, yeah. right? So there, there's no manual on how to do you know, panel gaps on a car, a show car. Yeah. You know, but the manual that's very clear that Honda gives to the body shop how to fix a car. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just how many layers down are they going to go? And it's all prescribed. The times are all figured out. The part numbers are all figured out. Everything, they know exactly how much it's going to cost before you even get there. You know, that's what the estimators do. So yeah. unfortunately, when we try to get into that system and say, hey, like my TSX, right? Mm-hmm. I got this, TSX, I got a body kit, right? And I want a color change. Yeah. I got lucky. I got lucky. You got in it. I got lucky. Body and paint I went to a great shop that's local here, mm-hmm. um, and they had just moved into a much larger shop. So it was like a small operation that they were trying to go 10x on, mm-hmm. but they were only at... 2x when I found them. So they were like, sure, fine. Exactly. Fill a bag. I mean, they had like one painter and a giant shop, right? So uh, I'll get you some some pictures of the the shop where it was in. So they had a really brand new state-of-the-art. I got lucky, okay? (laughs) The paint booth was great. Um, But, you know, they took the job. Mm -hmm. And and I had done a lot of work to the car to begin with. Mm -hmm. You know, I said, hey, look. I'm going to strip all the moldings. Oh. I'm going to strip all the headlights. Very nice. I'm going to pull the glass. I'm going to pull the, you know, all door Kinda handles. Everything. Yeah. Everything's going to be off the car. Yeah. Right? So then that way, all they have to do is prep it mm-hmm. and paint it. And then, you know, there was more to it than that. Sure. But it's not, if you bring them a car that's complete together and then say, oh, I want you to do this job, they're just... So much more work goes into pulling all that stuff off. Of course. Right. Yeah. So so I always kind of try to throw that out there and be like, hey, I will tear this car apart yeah. for you. You know, you just have to worry about the paint and then I'll assemble after. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. I feel like that helps. Right. That they'll start thinking about it after you say that. <laughs> right. But, but you know, because nobody really wants to tear. Those parts take up a lot of space. Yeah. No you doubt. know, whatever. So... Anyway, I was able to do that. Cool. I have the garage space for it. Yeah, it worked out really pretty well. And it was still a pretty expensive paint job. I don't think, I think I paid, I feel like it was like $8,000. Yeah. And when, right? when was this? Uh, 2014. Okay. So yeah. a little bit ago, but not like. A little while ago. Later. But the thing is, is I don't think I could get that for that money now. Yeah. Right. The quality that I got, I got lucky. The quality that I got. The turnaround time that they did, mm-hmm. 
and the car gets compliments all the time and the paint is showing some wear and tear like i am again not hyper anal yeah you know i haven't taken the best care of it but it still looks amazing and it's very distinctive because it's its own color Right, it's not a, a normal color. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have like a real sparkle in it, does it? No. Yeah. There's no metallic. It's all pearl. Yeah. Um, Bordeaux red yeah. pearl. So anyway, fast forward to CRX. Mm-hmm. Needed to get the CRX painted. That yeah. was 2016, right? Went back to the same place. Nope. Because <laughs> now they had already done their like multiple growth overhead. They scaled. Yeah. And like, look at guys. This is a small car. I've already got it apart, like, Please. it's ready to go, but this one needs the engine bay, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, but the answer was no, and I took that thing many places, uh, and it was no everywhere, Jesus. and then finally, I found a custom shop, so that's probably where you want to look, yeah. is for a custom shop, not a body shop. That's what I kept finding when I was just, you know, because I'm just at the point where I'm like Googling. I don't have the money in hand right now. It's not a priority necessarily, but I'm just kind of like, when I reach that point, what will it be? Because yeah. I always, I, I keep, I'm big on like lists and ledgers. I make lists for all the different builds that I do uh-huh. and track all the expenses so that I get an idea of like, well, you know, Am I going to completely blow my budget by adding this part, or do I want more wiggle room before mm-hmm. I get into something like paint where it's a bit more nebulous, you know? Because there's plenty of parts you, you can figure out what the MSRP is, and it might creep up a bit over the next few years, but it won't, yeah. it won't like, double or triple. Well, it's hard to know with this business, too, because, you know, the guy that would paint your car, mm-hmm. you could figure it out today, and then when you're ready, he's out of business. Yeah, you yeah know? true. Or something. Or they scale up. And or they, they scale up, yeah. or, you know. So the shop that I ended up taking the CRX to was mm-hmm. a custom shop, yeah. local shop, um, really small place, right? Um, and I had found out after the fact all these details. The owner of the shop, he actually moonlighted or split his time with an actual body shop, uh, not far away. So he was really good, mm-hmm. you know. He was just running this other shop. Kind of as a side gig, mm-hmm. like they buy a car at auction that's been crashed, fix it, flip it, gotcha. or or you know you would help people fix a car on the cheap, mm-hmm. you know, not trying to do insurance jobs. He's just trying to fix cars and make some money. Yeah, right. Yeah, and he took my custom job, and actually he took the job. The car needed to be blocked down, sanded, primered, sanded multiple times to yeah. get it nice and flat. Smooth, yeah. But he was pulling on the shop next door, paying those guys cash under the table <laughs> to work on it. So like, okay. it was kind of a funky gig, you yeah. know? A lot, and, of, uh, a lot of different hands in that. It was, but the car turned out really, really nice, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, the, the story of the paint body on that car is a whole other conversation. <laughs> but the bottom line of it was, in order to get anybody to do it, mm-hmm. it was like, I was having visions of having to do this myself. Right, build a paint booth in my garage and do it. And you know, interestingly enough, not that long ago, Grassroots Motorsports did a multi-part series on painting your own car. You know, because it's just such a pain in the ass. They were like, "Well, we know there's a market of people that want it." It costs a lot of money, right? And you know, people with a race car, they don't necessarily care that it looks amazing. Like pristine. Yeah, they look great, blurry. You know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So. You know, and actually, I'm I'm kind of toying around with that idea now with this other car that I'm going to be starting. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about painting it myself. The one that we just 
Not that one. No, no, that <laughs> one, one. That one, I think, is going to be a donor for this other one. I'm not. Okay. I think that car is going to okay. end up getting parted out. But I, when I came in here today, Marcus, <laughs> <laughs> Marcus had the hood up on a '85, '85 CRX, CRX that, yeah. SI black. Oh, okay, right? Yes, that is a rare. I'm sure rarer car. I'm sure it is, but yeah, it's like every time I turn around, he's got another car, <laughs> at least one, maybe two or three. Half the time you find an '85 SI, it's blue. Yeah. Half the, the rest of the time color. it's half the rest of the time they're red. Actually the reds are they're mostly blue. I yeah. don't know why there's so many damn blue ones. Did they make them in like a silver? 1987 was the only year okay. for silver. Yeah. And that was like a different generation of the car. Yeah, yeah. But I also have that 86 the blue 86 HF which okay. isn't out there right now. I don't know if you've seen that one. I don't or think not. I have. I have a blue 86 HF that I bought locally, mm-hmm. and that car had been hanging around in a barn for a while. <laughs> barn find. Not too many miles, 108K for miles. That's not much at all. All the moldings are intact. It doesn't uh, have any body damage. It's like, this is actually a pretty decent little car. Like a grandma car kind of thing, maybe? Something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, even the grandmas, I find, that's a grandpa car, and it was not that well taken care well, of. Well, yeah. I know. But uh, there's no guarantees with them. I there's know. no guarantees, <laughs> yeah. Um, but ultimately, uh, I'm thinking that I kind of want to get that car running, lightweight, small car, mm-hmm. uh, but it's carbureted, yeah. and I want it fuel injected. So oh. that 85 SI has all the fuel injection stuff I need to put on the HF. Yeah, well, that's what the SI stood for originally, wasn't it? it was sports injection. Sports injection, yeah. yeah. 1985 yeah. was the first year Honda yeah, had fuel injection. injection. It was the Prelude and the CRX yeah. had gotten fuel injection. I always love that. I love like all of the old like badging and stuff that used to be something that was like mind bending, you know? D O H C. Like boom, mm-hmm. like on the side of the we car. We got two can. Exactly. Yeah, like, they don't do that boom. now. No. You know, it's like I got this TLX Type S and it's Type S everywhere. Yeah. But it doesn't really say. What does it do? V6 yeah. Turbo. Yeah. Dual overhead cam V6 Turbo. Yeah. I don't know. Does that really have a place on I don't a know. modern car? I, well, that's the question, yeah, because it's like going from carburetion to fuel injection, that is significantly different, you yeah. know? But when it's like, oh, well, you know, this one's a twin scroll and that one was a single scroll, it's like, yeah, but it's still a turbo, you know? And like, I don't yeah. know, it's one of those things where it's like, do we want to sit there with like finger puppets? Yeah, but now we have direct and, injection. Yeah, well, yeah. that's true. But yeah, direct injection is always like, the benefits of that are debatable. Because the Fiesta that I have now is the first car I've had with direct injection. And you can hear it running constantly, and Uh of course it gums itself up over time, Mm -hmm. and it's like Mm -hmm. there's all these extra considerations. It has all these limitations in terms of the fuel and the power that you can make with the fuel, because the pump runs out. It sounds like we've come full circle. Like carburetors (laughs) were fixed with fuel injection, and now fuel injection has got so limiting. Yes, like it's very specific. It has to work a very specific way that we're back at carburetion again. Well, you know, I'm almost (laughs) and again, and then. It took like a wizard to work on a carburetor. Yes. And and then fuel injection got so easy. And it's now like, there's so much crap going on. You almost have to be a uh, a wizard again. Yeah. It's <laughs> back around. It is bizarre because there's a low pressure fuel system and uh-huh. a high pressure fuel system. Yeah. And I'm just like, was adding more stuff necessarily the answer here? Because yeah. I personally, I mean, I've never had a problem with low pressure fuel injection. I've never been like, man, this is bullshit. I hate this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> But yeah. well, but they do they do these things because they have to advance. They have to do something. The car yeah. for better fuel economy, better 
yeah. cleanliness and all this is all leading to the end of fuel, <laughs> yeah. you know, combustion Electric anyway. Cars, yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So how to pick a body shop? There really just is no. First of all, I would not worry about it until you did have the money yeah, well, and you yeah. were ready. Number True. one. Number two, um, look for custom shops or new shops, like a big shop that maybe seems new, yeah. right? Maybe yeah. that maybe that luck um, happens because happened to me because I was just in the right place at the right time. But if I was looking for a body shop and I went there and I was like, wow, this place is huge, but they got a lot of empty space. You <laughs> yeah. know, ask them. You know, maybe they'll do it. Yeah. You legit. know, and I paid them cash, you know. So, you know, over time, you yeah. know, I gave them a deposit and then, and then installments when you were done or whatever. Yeah. Or on the way. Well, I, I had to pay them to pick up the car, but, sure, sure. Um, you know, it was like, it was incremental. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's good pay, you know. What's you know? the turnaround time on something like that? Start to finish. Oh, see, that's the other thing. It can take, a bunch of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So if, again, right? So if I drop my TSX off somewhere and they're not too busy and they take it on and they don't think they're going to be busy for the next few weeks, they'll take it on. Mm-hmm. Then they run into a hurdle. Yeah. Right? And then, or they get a well, now they work. got this big insurance job yeah, comes through. Or they yeah. get a new insurance partner and they want to send them 10 cars they tomorrow. They have to say yes. They can't say yeah. no. And yeah. so then my car sits. Yes. Um, the black car, the CRX. That car went really, really well and then up it, until the point where the first paint cured and there was all these fish eyes in it. Right. They had to sand the car and paint it again. So doing? I was, that, that car was supposed to go to SEMA in 2016. Right, yeah. But it didn't partially because I lost the fire because it's, my it's schedule nice. got all jacked up yeah. because the three, four week paint job took eight weeks. <laughs> yeah. And after all that, um, you know, yeah, it just dried up. It just dried up. So, I get you. so yeah, you you don't want to be doing this on a car that's your only car, which you wouldn't be. So no. that's good. No. But you know, that's that's a common theme in car upgrading. Is like, don't yeah. screw with your daily yeah, car. Don't your daily yeah, don't with your daily car, please. You, you can like, do like some. Please bolt-ons. don't buy some intake manifold crap. Put it on your car. It's not running right. And then you whine to me because it doesn't run right. Yeah. And you've got to get to work on Monday. you got to take the bus. At the very least, buy an electric Listen, bicycle. Get another car. Yeah. Like your really. first mod as a car yeah. guy should be a daily <laughs> beater yeah, that cheap. you don't mess with. Yeah. Cheap $2,000 car or something like that. Although right now, it is really hard to find a $2,000 car that <laughs> runs. I don't know. I haven't circa, tried looking. Circa 2021. It's madness out there. It is wild. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, any yeah. other questions on the um, body shop angle? I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, so with my car in particular, I'm like, I'm not totally clear. It's like I almost want like a consultation from somebody because I'm like, is is a full paint job the best way to deal with this? You know, because some of the body panels are, you know, they're dull, but I'm like, maybe you could like re-clear coat it instead of doing a full paint job. I'm not sure. Hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know enough about paint. There's some spots where I'm like, you would definitely need, at the very least, to like sand this down. Well, maybe down the first job, fade it, you maybe know? the first thing you need to do is paint restoration or like yeah. paint correction. Yeah. And you know it's not going to come out Perfect. tits up, yeah. right? All of the, But what might happen is you might find that some of it is better than yeah. others. And... You know, that guy who does the, or that person, pardon me, the person who does the um, 
paint correction. Mm -hmm. They're going to measure the thickness of the paint. They'll be able to tell you. Like, like if it's toast or not. Yeah. 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 And, and I never really have heard of just re-clearing. So if the clear coat is bad, I don't know that I've ever heard of sanding that down and clearing it again. I, I had heard the term or the idea originally with the carbon fiber being the topic. Yeah. About re-clearing it. Like give it a, a cut it. Yeah, and but then see the only it. paint on a carbon panel mm -hmm. is the clear coat. Yeah. It's the epoxy and then clear on top. Yeah. You know, if they've cleared it, which they don't always. I know. Right? So if yeah. that gets worn down, then yeah, you would re-clear it. But mm -hmm. Uh, a car that's painted, I think you would see paint defects. I think you'd see defects maybe if it was inconsistent. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they do do it. I, I I'm, I'm, ha <clears throat> I'm hazy, but there's a couple of, of body panels on it that are like, I'm certain that this is a mess and you can uh -huh. really tell. The front fender, uh, it's thin paint too. In general, the Mitsubishi paint is just really not good. So tons of little rock chips all over the front of the car where it's like, oh, look, some, some white plastic, you know, some yellow plastic, you know, and you can see all of the plastic underneath yeah the hood has um a spot where the clear coat is totally gone it's a little kind of eyelet thing well maybe this isn't so bad because my cars that i've had painted mm -hmm. have been the first one was a full color change the other one was like the same thing i could have done a color change mm -hmm. and you wouldn't know right even yeah. more so because i did the engine bay yeah um I'm just looking and at it. it was a two-tone. So, like, if you are just going to paint it the same color, exactly. then uh, yeah. maybe you'd be a little bit better off. You know, you, yeah. you still, you know, pull out your door handles and all that stuff. Yeah. Or actually, if you don't do any of that, you mm -hmm. can get the car repainted and not spend too much money. It just really depends on how in good depth. you want it to be. Like, an OEM paint job <clears throat> is pretty in-depth. Sure. I mean, of course, there's, like... <laughs> and this is one of the things... This is, like, my, my whole conundrum is that I'm, like, well, I don't know what is the price on a super in-depth paint job versus a really light paint job, you know? And so yeah. the scale of it is hard for me to determine. And you hear about the Mako <laughs> yeah, 500 course. bucks. Yeah, I, and like, that's not anywhere near what I'm looking at, you know? But it's like, what the hell is the scale and what do you get for it, you know? And so I kind of, that's why I'm like, I just need to find like a shop or two and be like, what can you do for $8,000? Yeah. What can you do for $4,000, you know? And, and then make my decision from it because my my primary thoughts on the car are to turn it mostly into like a drag car uh -huh. that's probably what i'm going to end up doing with it so the paint doesn't need to be perfect but i also don't want it to be literally just coming off in chunks you know which it's getting closer and closer to mm. if i leave it completely untreated so maybe a wrap <clears throat> i had considered vinyl wrap but vinyl wrap is like i don't know i hear such mixed things about it i've vinyl wrapped cars and motorcycles before myself uh -huh. And I'm sure that I could probably take a crack at most of it, but some of the detail stuff, you know. Well, I, I would still have, have somebody out. do it to have yeah. it be good. And warranty. I think it. that this is where yeah. you run into your mixed experiences because yeah. did you do it yourself or not? Yeah. And, you know, you come to find out if you're going to go wrap a car and get a good job done, it's still a few thousand dollars. Oh, easy. Yeah. yeah. Easily. Um, there is no savings over, over a good paint job. Not and you much. still need to have good body underneath. Yes. Too. Yeah, I would so. still need to go to a PDR guy and get all the um, mm. the little divots and things taken uh -huh. out. Because otherwise, it would, you know, you go, oh, nice vinyl on those divots, you know. Because <laughs> yeah. that's really, like, the divots drive me a bit nuts. But obviously, I just don't want the clear coat to, like, keep spreading, you know. I don't want the whole hood to just get taken over by this patchy, awful clear coat. Because mm. it's like, I love this car, and I've spent no small amount of money on it. And by the time I'm done with my, you know, theoretical build, I will have spent considerably more on it. 
I just don't want it to look like a pile of shit, you know? Yeah, I get it that. It doesn't need to be a show car. I would se. say scrape up like four thousand dollars. Four to five, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then and then try to find best just, outcome. You know, and just yeah. drive to a couple of shops and mm-hmm. just be like, hey, you know, I've got this some, is it. Tell them, like, I got some dents, mm-hmm. you know, no body damage, but like, I got some dents and dings, some chipping paint, clear coat failing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I need to, yeah. I need to, I need a quote on just a, you know exterior paint job. Alternatively, I had considered because you know the body parts right now that are are showing the most wear, I can easily remove myself. I could take the hood off and strip it down and give it to a paint shop, and I could certainly give them the bumper uh-huh. or, or buy a new one. Uh-huh. And then the rear bumper is the other spot where most of the defects are noticeable. It has a bunch of little bubbles in it. So I'm like, that, you know, it seems like I could accomplish that for $2,000 or less. Probably. Oh, much less, I would yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's also, there are spots, obviously. If I did that plus PDR plus paint restoration. thing is, maybe, is then you're going to have a car that looks, it's going to be a good 10-footer. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. so <clears throat> if that's all you're going for, great. Yeah. But, you know, you may or may not have the perfect paint match. You may or may sure. not have yeah. the right I, kind of finish. And I, when I got my Civic, um, some asshole carved an Anarchy A into my door oh, of man. my Civic years ago when I was parking downtown for college. And uh, when I got it re- fixed, like, it was one of those things where I looked at the door panel. It was kind of my first experience with, like, a bigger paint job. And uh-huh. I was like... Oh, I was like, it looks great. And then I shut the door and I'm like, oh, the like size of the glitter is like just a little different. Like the metallic is not the same. It's like close, but you know, when you're within a foot and a half, you're like, this is not the That's same the paint. Trick. Yeah. yeah. You're like, this is a... That's where the blending comes in. Yeah. But if they get the metallic wrong, there's no recovery. If was... they get the pearl wrong, yeah. it's going to look horrible no yeah. matter what. There's different variations of paint colors. Yeah. You know, it's like the Bordeaux red that my, my TSX is. Mm-hmm. I wanted that color, but what I didn't realize was that there's a Bordeaux red that was on the 90 to 93 Accord. Oh. And there was a Bordeaux red that was on the 94 Ooh, to 97 Accord. Different and then there was a Bordeaux red that was on the 95 to 98 Odyssey. <laughs> right? So it was on a few different cars. And in my mind, you're like, that's I was color. the 94 to 97. That's the one I wanted. That's the car that I had in the past that I was trying to like pay homage to. Gotcha. And I got the Odyssey one, oh. which is why it looks a little kind of magenta purple every once in a while in different okay. light. Yeah. It's not supposed to do that. <laughs> but I don't know. It adds a little flavor to it. But yeah. case in point, it's because, you know, not... You could be that color by code, mm-hmm. and that'll tell them the whole formula how to make it. But if you don't have the right variation on that color, mm-hmm. then it'll be the wrong color, yeah. straight up. Yeah, you know, no, no doubt. It'll be the right wrong, the wrong right color. <laughs> yeah, I deal with that a lot in graphic design yeah. too, because you you spec a Pantone, and then of course you convert it to CMYK or yeah. RGB. But then or it changes a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and they're time. and they're like, no, it's the same thing, and it's like. Yes, but hold these two things next to each other. Yeah. Can you tell me that's the same thing? Yeah. Because it's not. And yeah. we can both see that, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. But, you know, I mean, ultimately, I am looking for sort of like that 10-footer thing, I think. Okay. But, of course, it's, it's one of those deals where it's like, well, if a 10-foot repair is $4,000 and a pristine paint job is six, 
then, you know, why the hell wouldn't I just move up the, the rank? If it's double or triple oh, that. Because you can get a really big turbo for the $2,000 yeah, oh, difference. Yeah, no, trust me. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that's where you go. got to go back to what the goal of the car is. Yeah. And that's yeah. what keeps you under control, right? Yeah. And you could say, look at these panels look like ass. Mm -hmm. Just paint these panels. And then the whole car will not look great, but will not look like ass either, mm -hmm. right? And it will be fast, and nobody's going to care. Yeah, well, you know? speed is certainly the goal with that car. Well, then I wouldn't spend too much money on a paint job. True, true. All right, well, that, that helps inform me. That helps inform my future mistakes. There you go. <laughs> All brought to you. The Corner Club, right? Yes, yeah. It's a public service that we're doing. It here. is, yeah. Hopefully it's helpful to you guys. Hopefully that was some helpful information. Um, and if you not, know, hopefully it was moderately entertaining storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it was entertaining. Yeah, hopefully. We have yet to find out. Maybe they'll tell us if yeah. it's entertaining or not. Yeah, um, the one guy that comments. Yeah, the one guy that comments. <laughs> Your mom. Hey, you know, when you're starting out with one of these things, I think you have to assume that nobody's listening. Yes. And yeah. that we're just doing this for fun. And this is really a question you had for me anyway, so yeah. no, yeah. Uh, nothing lost. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, this conversation would have happened anyways with or without a camera. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, All right. Cool. Okay. Well, we'll. Uh, if you guys have paint questions, oh, definitely thoughts, leave them in whatever. the comments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah well, I'll you, answer them the best I can. Or experience. Or not at all. I'm, if I don't I'm know all ears answer. if you have experience yeah. too. Tell me what you paid for your paint job because I really don't know what I'm getting into. You yeah. Know? 